Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein and with me as always is the wibbledy wobbledy karen randazzo time and relative dimension in space it means what the hell and the timey-wimey chris randazzo it's like a kitchen we here on this week's episode talk television uh as stated in our promo we get spoilery so be prepared Karen, now Hi. this is this is an unprecedented situation. You called an audible, like, and for those that don't understand, that's a a phrase from football, where you have a plan but then you change it mid execution. You changed yep. your show. Yeah, this is how crazy my life is right now. I forgot Doctor Who was premiering. You forgot <laughs> Doctor Who is premiering. That is ridiculous. Well, I mean, it seems it's one of those things like, all right, a perfect example is a similar situation. I got the new Wonder Boy game today, and I just kind of forgot it was happening because it's like it's been hap- so far in the distance for so long. It's like it finally shows up. And you're like, oh, crap, that's like now. I've been waiting for this forever. And in her case, Doctor Who, I mean. Four and a half 16 months. Sixteen months. Sixteen? Because there was two Christmas specials in between the end of the last season and this one. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate that there are Christmas specials, but it does not count as a season. (laughs) It definitely doesn't count. Wait. So the Christmas episode with the superhero was this past December, correct? Yes. Then the one before that was what? Was a year ago before that. But what? The what hus- husbands of? River oh, it was Song. the husbands of River Song. Okay, and that was the one right after the fantastical diner ship thing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I did not see that one, but I did see the superhero Christmas special and this one. Um. So, Karen. <laughs> I feel like I've been like I just wrote my. Uh, I wrote my spoilers piece about it yesterday, and I, I and I've just been inundated. As much as I forgot that it was coming on, as soon as it it did come on, I haven't really thought about anything else since. So I made up <laughs> for it, I think. So I mean, I liked it. What do you guys think? I, it was okay. I expected okay. a little bit more from such a long wait. Okay, I, I and I was that. only I was only counting one year. Like I didn't realize mm-hmm. it had been two. Um, where did the uh, bald robot dude come from? He came from this Christmas special that you didn't see. God damn it! Because he didn't show up. Did he show up in the last Christmas special? Yeah, he did. Okay, he, he was there. All right. And they also didn't really. I don't really remember them explaining him too well. Yeah, they didn't. It was just like, and <laughs> and he's here. <laughs> yep, been here the whole time. No, he's he not, is he's Doctor not, Who's Mini Moose. He's not exactly Mini Moose. He's just uh, he was. I think he was. 
Was he with River in the Christmas special? I think he was. He was part of that Christmas special, and then that Christmas special ended, and he showed up, and I think he just went along with the doctor. At some point, if it, I, it might have been because I watched the superhero Christmas special and this episode mm-hmm. together. At some point in time, the robot dude said to the doctor, "You built me," and then like for something else, like he added another line to it. But apparently, the doctor assembled him, like took him out of storage or something. That's how I yeah took he it. was. I think he was originally a. He was originally a, like a live person, and then he got, you know, he got killed and disassembled, or mm. I don't know. God, I don't remember this. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> don't ask me. What do I, Doctor Who fan? <laughs> anyway, the point is, I like him. I am glad he's here. Um, I didn't, I didn't get the distinct impression that he was going to be a regular companion, um, but. The very end of the uh, superhero Christmas special, he says to the other characters, he says uh, uh, he's going to be sad for a little while because the episode before that was when he was when the doctor had his last encounter with River. Mm-hmm. He said, I think he's going to be sad for a little while, but he'll be OK. I'll make sure of it. Uh, so he's get, he's going to be sticking around. And what's cool to me about that is that means there's him and then there's Bill, who mm-hmm. is very excellently a a woman of color and a, and a um, representation for uh, the LGBT community. Uh, but it <laughs> she's, despite those things, still a young woman from 21st century Earth mm-hmm. or 20. 21st century. Is it 21st century? I don't know what century it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 21st century. Yeah. So, I mean, the companion is always a young woman from modern Earth, and that really drives me crazy. So, at least there are there is another character in the TARDIS who is not clearly not from Earth or this time. I don't know. We don't really know what the hell his deal is, but we know that he's not a young woman from modern Earth. <laughs> <laughs> reading, yes. reading from Wikipedia. Nardole is introduced in the 2015 Christmas special The Husbands of Riversong. He was hired by Professor Riversong as her companion and servant on Mendorax Delora on Christmas Day 5343. He unwittingly brought the Doctor and River back together, mistaking the Doctor for a surgeon River had requested to extract a diamond from the head of the ruthless king Hydroflax. During the episode, Nardole had his head cut off, but he managed to survive because it was uploaded to King Hydroflax's cyborg body. In the 2016 Christmas special, The Return of Dr. Mysterio, Nardole appeared as the Doctor's companion. Once again, his final night with River Song had concluded. The Doctor was somehow able to reattach Nardole's head to his body, Nardole joining the Doctor as a companion and co-doctor, so that the grieving Time Lord would have someone to stop him from going too far over his grief at his, at his final parting with River. Interesting. So, yeah. He's a dude from the future that was hanging out with River, now that River's gone, he's hanging out with the Doctor, since the Doctor was able to save him, and now he's, like, a cyborg dude, I guess. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Spot <laughs> on. Well, you were saying things about his, you know, there's there's, there's the details. There There is actually what it was, so. so. And I like to have uh, more than one companion. That is um, 
But I, I mean, I shouldn't say just more than one companion. More than one companion that comes from a different um, perspective. That's not like there was Amy and Rory together, but they were, you know, they were a couple. They didn't mm-hmm. really count mm-hmm. as two separate people. Um, <laughs> just lump them together. Yeah, that's fine. When I, I mean, you guys watched that classic episode with me a little while back, where there was three companions in the TARDIS, mm-hmm. uh, and. They were all from different planets. Only one of them was from Earth. Uh, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And now now they're doing that again. So, all right. So all right, there, I had a couple of questions because it seems that sure. they're, they're trying to tie Bill to the doctor's past. The, the pictures on his desk. Uh-huh. That was River. Uh-huh. And... That other girl is Susan, who was the doctor's first companion and his granddaughter. Okay. Because they kept referencing... And then there's a... When she's looking through her box of photos, Mm -hmm. you see him in a mirror reflection taking a picture of Bill's mother. That was him doing that. Remember she said... She didn't have any pictures of her mom, so then he jumped in his TARDIS and went back and took a bunch of pictures and mailed them to her. Oh, okay. So he didn't get that at all. He didn't mail them to her. He He had the box that the woman she was living with or whatever gave to her. But I think that's like her foster mother, and she's horrible. I didn't. Wow, that makes that so much better because I didn't get that at all. (laughs) Not even a little bit. I thought they were going to tie it around that she was somehow related or whatnot i like that i like that um what was in the room that they were trying to protect that's a good question i don't know they didn't answer it i hope they get back to that yeah because they seem to be going above and beyond to defend that door and then Mm -hmm. it just went away I'm, I'm, I thought they were trying to get it open, but maybe I'm yeah. No, no. Well, That's how I thought. I thought they were trying to get into it. Right. It looked like they were trying to get into it, but when the water woman was... Oh, yeah. They were trying the, to keep like, people away from it as well. Right. And it just seemed like a bigger deal than they actually made it. But that is... I guess that's normal for, for the Doctor. I do feel that Nardole had the best line... Or the best reaction of the episode when she finally, when Bill finally said it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, we got there. <laughs> hey, we got there. <laughs> I, that made me chuckle. I liked that. Yeah, I really, I really liked that. I, I overall, I really did like this as well. I was really happy with it. Um, mostly because I, I don't, I didn't really, I wasn't impressed by Bill in the trailers, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, I guess, unimpressed with her in the episode. But I didn't really. I don't know. She's not. She doesn't do it for me. But whatever, she's fine. Um, I was really interested in seeing what Capaldi, what Capaldi's Doctor is like without Clara, mm-hmm. because I'm you know I'm doing a big rewatch right now, and I think Capaldi's freaking fantastic as the Doctor. I think he's just absolutely astonishing, and I've never really enjoyed Clara as a character too much, uh, especially because I don't know. She seems to be just so important to the doctor and i don't feel like that the writers ever made that character earn that and mm-hmm. no offense to jenna coleman i think she's fantastic too but i just never really liked clara all that much and now the fact that clara is this invulnerable invincible and immortal thing flying around in her own tardis like boy they really like 
gave that character the royalist of royal treatments. Like, mm-hmm. she Damn. got to be part of the Doctor's life through every single incarnation, all throughout his history, and now she has her very own TARDIS, traveling around with a shielder, a- a basically immortal. Like, wow, they really... They moffeted the hell out of her. They moffeted the hell out of her. I mean, freaking Rose gets stuck in another dimension. Like, sure, she gets her very own doctor, but it's like a human facsimile of the doctor, and she's still in an alternate dimension. But, like, nah, she, Clara gets the whole the whole shebang. The kit and um, caboodle. Kit and caboodle. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was really... I, I wanted to see what Capaldi's doctor was like with somebody other than Clara, because... There's so much weird baggage attached to that character. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. And he did not disappoint. I love him. I'm so sad he's leaving. I'm so sad that Capaldi is leaving after um, the, the, after Moffat leaves because I want to see him get more interesting parts. I like those. I like those kind of bits of crossover where, like, um, the last. I think the last really reset we had like this was Amy because that kind of wrapped up Tenet's whole thing. It was Moffat really taking over as showrunner and Russell Davies left and and it just kind of did a whole reboot thing. Like there was still a little bit of connective tissue because it was a regeneration, but we didn't harken back to any of that other stuff for a, a while uh, to any of the pre-Smith stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it when there was like, a real through line where somebody sticks around and has to deal with the fact that the doctor's different now. Right. And that's, you know, that's not going to happen with this one. I, th- I mean, unless Bill sticks around, but something tells me when this new showrunner takes over, it's going to be a hard stop restart again. And that makes me sad because I love what Capaldi is capable of as the doctor. Mm-hmm. I love that the doctor's not, you know, uh, an attractive young man. I mean, nothing against Matt Smith and Dave Tennant. I think they're friggin' fantastic, but I love this take on the Doctor so much. How many and seasons I'm, has I'm he been the Doctor? Kill. Two? I think this is his fourth. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a short run, per se. Just How do you feel about the, the interactions between the Doctor and Bill in this episode? Like, my, my, they, as I was watching it, I felt like they were sort of forced like it, hmm. I, how do I how do I word this properly? It seemed like they wanted me to know right away that they are going to have a relationship, and that's not normal for me or in my experience. Like yes, extenuating circumstances happen between the doctor and the, and and the whoever the companion may be that leads to that person becoming the compa- companion. I mean, the first time we are introduced to this character, you already feel like she's she is special. Pay attention because there's something wonky going on with this person, and I don't know. I it, it just it didn't grab me like the other companions did. I guess I could. It didn't really strike me as odd. I mean, the doctor's the doctor's done that several times. It just it seems to rarely stick with him. Like there was the the. Um, What's her name in uh, Girl Played Cammy in the Street Fighter movie? Um, Kylie Minogue. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, there was that one, the, the one Christmas special with her, and, like, he basically was, like, 
all for her being a companion straight off the bat. There was the the girl in the fireplace. Like he knew her essentially for a day. It was ready to like the doctor sometimes just knows with people. Like I want I, I I want you to travel with you. You seem like you seem like good folk. And yeah, so that didn't really strike me as odd with Bill. I mean, the I, thing that I noticed about Bill is, um, you know, when he sort of was interviewing her for a, jo- a job, basically, mm-hmm. um, he seemed to the way I I wrote it in my spoilers piece today was, I I think that he she thinks the way he likes people to think, yeah. where she keeps asking questions and doesn't just accept the things at face value and <laughs> it doesn't get intimidated by not understanding things. Yeah, but see, um, and he, I think he likes that about her. Yes, she does ask a lot of questions, but if if I'm, I'm trying to think back, I think only one of them was really answered and that was where the bathroom was. <laughs> Everything else was like a non sequitur, <laughs> like the TARDIS thing. You know, how would how could you name it the TARDIS? It wouldn't make any sense in any other language other than English. And his response to that was, people don't normally pick up on that. Like, that's not an answer to the he, question. No, it's not. But I think that's why he likes her is he thought of that. She thought of that question and nobody ever said nobody ever asks him that. Yeah. Hmm. I also like the fact that she isn't um, a super uh, like over the top confident person, you know, because the last what we had you know donna had her issues mm-hmm. and you know she was very you know abrasive and confident but it was like kind of mm-hmm. covering up uh lots of insecurities but then we had amy who was like fiery confident scottish scottish <laughs> then we had clara who was like i guess attended intended to be an intellectual match for the doctor in some way uh very confident, uh, and then I like the fact that Bill is she. She's really kind of caught up in the the wonder of all this a little bit. I, I think that her inquisitive nature and her innate insecurity w- it will help her to be a very different kind of companion than we've had in a while. And I think maybe that's another thing that the doctor likes about her is yeah. that she's not she's different from the people that he's been traveling with lately. Yeah, she's got a ton of potential, but she doesn't know it. She's not like, oh no, I'm awesome all the time. It's sort of sort of like how Rose was when he found her. Yeah, you know, like like Clara. <laughs> as much as I, I I liked, I really liked Clara before she was the version of her that stuck with the Doctor, mm-hmm. and those versions that were like willing to stand up to him and just actively flirt with him and try to speak with him on his level. I kind of enjoyed that a little bit, but. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Well, I I mean I am going to continue to watch to see how that relationship grows. I guess I mean just it was just one episode. Um, I may feel differently after the second one where they're actually getting yeah. into the you know partnership travel type stuff. I do. I step up from the superhero one. I, <laughs> yeah, I. You guys that, are harsh on that. I liked that one. I thought it was cute. It was cute. I didn't it was, hate it. It was cute. It was. Just really dumb <laughs> you saw like well, it, it was very predictable and yeah um i do really like nardle though i do too nardle is great i i don't I was a little wishy-washy on him at first but after this episode i really like that relationship that's fun that the, that that actor has like 
I've seen him in a couple of other things, always in, in bit parts. He is, there's just something intriguing about his appearance and the way he carries himself. It's, I think it's going to be a good fit, especially if they continue the way they are with his character because he is like a, I don't want to say like a sounding board, but he, he, he deflects the things that the doctor just like machine guns out. He Mm -hmm. catches up to like one specific thing and, you know, this is what we need to pay attention to. And it sort of slows down and lets you understand what the hell is going on. Like the whole, you know, going to the the the, the Dalek war thing. Like That er- annoyed the bejesus <laughs> out of me, let me tell you guys. Um Why? there used to be back in the day there used to be a day when the Daleks were not in every season of Doctor Who. They would only show up once every five years or so. And every time they showed up, people were like, oh, holy shit, this is serious business. It's the Daleks. Now they're on every other fucking week. And it's like, okay, you've really taken away their their impact by uh, <laughs> by showing them all the time. And that in particular, there was absolutely no reason that he had to go like to the Daleks specifically to solve that problem. Well, and it also lessened the the Daleks' fierceness. Exactly. Like it didn't it died. <laughs> like it was yeah. it was done and I it was it was weird cuz I didn't expect that. Like I I expected that the Dalek would survive or whatever, not melt away that it like got got taken over by whatever that Robot-y, spaceshipy monster thing was. It, it was anticlimactic. For, you know. Yeah. I expected yeah. more. I really wish they would stop using the Daleks like that. Like, if you're going to use the Daleks, use the Daleks. If you're not going to use them to their full potential, do something else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to give it another episode. I, I mean, not. 100% sold and I'm not turned away. I'm like fence riding with this yeah, season. Yeah, I think so. I mean I, I guess it's tough to to judge a new companion on one episode alone. Right now I'm trying to like think in the past has it it's is it a consistent thing where the 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 companion just shows up or is it more of like a couple of episode lead in? Before be- they get like invited aboard, yeah, I think it depends on the character. So it has happened both, both ways. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. It's been so long since I've actually watched a, a bunch of them straight through, and I mean, outside of the two years, apparently. <laughs> when I asked you, I really had no idea how long ago I had watched this show. I remember watching something, and then I realized it wasn't. Doctor Who, it was Sherlock. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> crap, that's the wrong show. No. That's the wrong Moffating. That's the different Moffating. So, I, I, I'm i going to check it out again. You know, give it another try. I'm sure, I mean, Capaldi is really good. He's amazing. He's really good. I am also going to be sad to see him go, and I am going to be very interested to see what they do as far as the transition here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've already, like, the uh, coming up next week type teaser. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of when they show scenes from 
every episode throughout the season because they're already you know recorded. I think they, yeah, I think they only do that in the first episode, but so yeah. you shouldn't see that anymore. We didn't get to see these scenes from next week because they stuck them in the middle of the next show. On we watched it live on BBC America, uh. and they're like, "Stay tuned for scenes from from next week's Doctor Who." during uh our premiere episode of class which is a doctor who spinoff and i get it that they want to like you know <laughs> pull in viewers <laughs> from in doctor who to watch the new show i am old and i have two little kids and i am not staying up that late <laughs> i will catch class at some point in the future when it's on netflix i'm not doing it god damn it just give me my preview yeah they they alluded to i think there was a, a quick shot of more Daleks, the weird version of the um, the robot men, um, cyber Cybermen. Cybermen. I couldn't think of their names. Uh, the regeneration. There was it was just like really fast, boom, 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 boom type of. Yeah, thing. there was a the final trailer for the season before it started. Uh, there was a quick shot of the of the regeneration starting, and people on the internet lost their goddamn minds. They were like. <gasps> Oh my god, look, it's the regeneration. I'm like, you know he's leaving the show. Why the fuck are you flipping out? Why is, Come that, on, why is it so surprising? Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's not going to regenerate next week. Or, no, he's not. <laughs> he's going to go the whole season. All right. Um, we do have some, we have some Doctor Who news in the news segment. So let's, let's take a quick break. When we come back... We'll get you up on some interesting facts that have happened in the world of television. Stay tuned. Everyone's heard of Twin Peaks, but as it turns out, not everyone's seen it. Trish Reyes thinks that this is a travesty, so she has dedicated her latest Before Their Time entry to the cult classic TV show. And wouldn't you know it, there are brand new episodes of Twin Peaks right around the corner. Find out why that's such a big deal in Before Their Time. Twin Peaks. Hunter Wilde has been writing one of Geekade's beer segments every month for a couple of years now, but what does he do when he can't think of something particularly creative or new to talk about? Turn his attention to an old favorite, of course! This month, Hunter examines one of his go-to beers in Dogfish Head's Red and White. Don't miss the imbibing scribe, Red and White and Empty. Street Fighter is one of the most revered fighting video games on the planet, but there's always room for improvement, right? What if, instead of playing Street Fighter with your thumbs, you played Street Fighter with your thumbs? As it turns out, there's another way, and it's more wonderful and bizarre than you could hope for. Join Chris for another look at the weird things he's collected over the years in Into the Vault, Episode 27. Super Thumb Fighters, located on the Geekade YouTube channel. Did you enjoy listening to us talk about Doctor Who? Would you like to hear more in-depth thoughts from Karen on the new season? Do you like things that happen on a weekly basis? Well, you're in luck, because Karen will once again be writing TARDIS. That's time and relative dimension in spoilers. Every week to sum up, postulate about, and generally discuss each new Doctor Who episode this season. Each entry goes live Tuesday morning. We'll see you there. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Chris. Evan. 
I think it's time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. I couldn't possibly agree with you more. <laughs> you got your timer? Oh, I got my timer. I'm ready to roll. Okay, when, it, when you are ready, sir. And start. So, Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Super, Android 17, is a park ranger. So Goku goes and finds him with the help of Dende, and he's like, Hey, park ranger dude, you were designed to kill me at one point. How you doing? And the two of them, you know, they, they kind of talk to each other for a little bit. And Goku says, I really think the two of us should fight because uh, yeah, I wanted you to enter a tournament. And so the two of them fight against one another. It's a pretty awesome battle. Um, then the, these poachers show up and Android 17 is just like, I got to take care of some business. And Goku helps him take care of business and beats up all the poachers and is just like, screw these guys. Animals are awesome. Uh, and then so he tries to convince uh, Android 17 to join him in the tournament. He's like, nah, if we all get erased, then, you know, we all get erased. I'm not going to know the difference. And Goku's like, uh, oh, crap, I really need you to join the join the team. And then, like, they pretty much end the episode. And then the next week's episode, they're all like, oh, something's going to happen. And Goku and 17 are going to team up. And I'd be willing to bet money, dollars to donuts, that uh, that's what's going to convince him to join the team. The end. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's dive into the news. Um, this first one that you posted up there, Karen, I, I, it, it made me laugh and cry at the same time. Well, we have to laugh, or else we'll we'll have to cry. <laughs> Shonda Rhimes, who is one of the writers for the show Scandal, um openly states that it's just getting really difficult to write that show and not because they've run out of storylines or that you know that the show has run its course it's because it's too close to reality that's not cool yeah she says uh (laughs) the show is supposed to be about what would happen if the wheels came off the bus and nobody was driving but that the problem now is that the wheels have come off the bus and nobody's driving (laughs) (laughs) oh we're not going to get into to, to, to political talk, but we will post the link for the article. Um, it's interesting how they were approaching doing this this season that they're in, that their mindset was things would have gone very, very differently in the real world, so to make their lives slightly more easy in the fake, made-up world, uh, apparently it didn't go that way, so yeah. Yeah, basically, when they planned out the season, everybody thought Hillary would win, and then that didn't happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's move on because this this can go down a very dark hole. Um. So, do you guys watch This Is Us? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. Is this a big deal? Because I have. Yes, it is. I haven't watched this show. Apparently, um, as it was an April Fool's joke. Is that how I is that how I read it? Yeah, it was an April Fool's prank that they were going to do a summer special f- called "How Jack Dies." I I don't know what was the, it an April Fool's joke? Well, it says there was one of this. It was written as an April Fool's prank, and they had fooled. They had us fooled. That was like within the first line. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if uh, it was what the super fan wrote was an April Fool's. No. It doesn't make sense. He's probably just explaining it. But I don't know. What is this? Why? Why is this a thing? Well, the thing, the the concept of um, This Is Us is that 
uh, it flashes back and forward in time. Uh, Milo and Amelia and Mandy Moore play the parents of these three kids. And so they're, they're the kids are kids in the 80s. So that's like one time period that they show. And then they show the present day where the kids are adults. And you find out in the, in the modern time that uh, the dad is dead. But they have oh. not yet explained what happened to the dad. Gotcha. And the mom is remarried to the dad's friend that they show in the flashbacks. Interesting. So, yeah. Good so show? Had this, it's a great show. Okay. Yeah, really good show. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I haven't I never actually clicked on the link, but, yeah, it says right up front that this is not true. Boy, that's a shame. I'd have watched that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I See, multiple friends post this that were like, oh, my God, we're going to watch this. Let's get our tissues ready. And, like. <laughs> that's a sign of a good April Fool's joke, though. That, you know, that one about Firefly that's been running for the past four or five years now gets me every year. I always forget that it's April Fool's. Does he want it so bad? I know. All right, let's move over to MarySue.com. Um, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, the the women of the Star Wars universe are getting their own animated YouTube series. Um, I don't know. I, I like the fact that they're getting their own series. I don't know how I feel about it being a YouTube series. Because I, I don't, I just, I don't know. Just, you know, suck it up and put it on a real channel. But, <laughs> ouch, YouTube, big fans of the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, huge. Um, Not anymore. Uh, uh, it was announced at uh, Star Wars Celebration, which apparently is just getting bigger and bigger every year, especially now that it's tied to Disney. Um, a lot of info. And there's like, you know, new Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of Star Wars news came out with, you know, in that celebration, in that, that event. And one of them was that a YouTube animated series about, let's see, okay, Leia, Rey, Jin, Maz, oh. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Uh, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka is the, is the Padwin? Yes. Okay. Is this the, is the what? <laughs> The Padawan. I say win. Padawan. I thought you said. I thought you said pattern. I was no. like, whoa, wait a second. What I, did I, I miss? I've always said win for some reason, um, and I'm incorrect. So, um, I, I didn't. I don't want to click on it now. I didn't actually watch that. There's a video attached to the article. I don't know if that's a trailer or whatnot. Did you guys click on it? Nah, no. I just already I've just already assumed I'm going to watch it, so what the hell do I need to see a trailer for? I'm just curious as to what the art style is if it's like the uh what is shown image-wise, the still image for the the video or if it's more like Clone Wars and you know, that other style. I'm just curious. So, I'll check it out. Um looks yeah, there, there's no actual animation. There's like lots of uh, still early animatics and stuff, uh, and scenes from movies. It looks uh, not quite as crappy as that still shot. That okay, <laughs> was there because that still shot looked pretty awful. Uh, no, well, some of this. Uh, it is YouTube, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, some of this. Like uh, maybe that's why it's YouTube. 
Some of these animatics look look pretty nice. Yeah, the one piece of it that is animated looks like that still shot there, but a lot of the other of it looks more in line with, uh, you know, drawn versions of the uh, Clone Wars style animation. Mm-hmm. So it's not CG, but uh, so pretty neat. Okay, seems like they're going above and beyond with the female role models now, which is good. Um, and you know, women of color and like just they're in they're trying to embrace you know the other fifty percent of the population <laughs> that they've sort of Star Wars is freaking diverse, man. Yeah, but they, they <laughs> and you know the current trilogy's main character is female, right? So. It, it makes sense to do this, so hopefully it'll it'll work out because tying into the next article. Um, Star Wars Rebels is is finishing. Uh huh. I'm I'm sorry, Chris. I I'm not. That means no. that they have an ending plan. Okay. Like I, I'm I'm glad they're not stretching this too far. I think you know I feel like Clone Wars kind of went on and on, and I think Rebels is phenomenal, and I love the fact that it's like was this the thing that. The thing about Rebels is that it takes place in between, like, a couple of movies. Mm. And the more you do there, the more you're kind of stretching the continuity to have so much stuff happen in between two movies. And I, I, I think that's – I think it's great that they have an ending in mind. It's not like they're canceling it out of ratings. It's like, no, no we're no, done no. telling the story, so we're not going to keep barfing up stuff. So we'll move on to something different. There is a- it's not like there's not going to be another Star Wars no, cartoon. No, no. There is a a trailer for the season four coming. I haven't even watched season three yet, so oh, I didn't want to look at this. Gotcha. Yet. It's it looks really good, like engaging, like fast paced. You know, really, like it's a mm-hmm. good. It looks like a good cartoon. It looks like a good show. It's, it really <laughs> is a good show. Like really, really is. I, I season one had its bumps. Season two, I thought was really, really great, especially. You know, when it's like the one-off episodes are good, but when they're really doing the overarching plot threads, it's it's really really nice. And I'm um, jazzed to see season three. I've heard almost nothing good things about it, and I'll watch season four. I'll watch them when I get the chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a freaking episode behind on Samurai Jack for crying out loud. Oh, There's too many good things happening <laughs> right now. Uh, just to reassure everybody that is listening, the show creator Dave Filoni assures us that this does not mean the end of animated Star Wars. Just because this is ending does not mean there will not be something to follow up or... Also, water is wet. Yes. <laughs> this just in, water is wet. Um, this just in, people like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney likes money. Disney likes money is true. Um, this one, this next article comes from the trackingboard.com. It. <laughs> Where do I know G- Gina Rodriguez? Is she's the one from Jane the Virgin? She is. All uh, right. See, I knew I, I recognized her from somewhere. Um, apparently, she has become very popular. Okay, because it's inter- like I don't know, like if you fully read the article, but it states that she is going to be doing the voice for Carmen San Diego in a Netflix reboot. But the thing is, nobody knows where she's recording it. Ah, I see what you did there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, she get out of my house. <laughs> Never. 
apparently she is she is doing this while they're trying to figure out what other major movie that she's going to be doing because Fox and Sony are fighting over her which is which is good for her I have not seen a single episode of Jane the Virgin so I can't even tell you if she's a good actress or not but I'm waiting uh, I, I want to see she's Carmen. great <laughs> um oh yeah I'm really excited about this reboot and I I think it's a great call to um I mean I guess the name Carmen San Diego mm-hmm. could be anything but you know it 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 carries a sort of a Latin flavor to it. I'm, so try- I'm glad I, they cast a Latina actress. As I was reading this, I remembered that in the old show, she did speak every once in a while, and I couldn't remember if she had a, a Latino accent. Um, what the show definitely needs, though, is an intro by Rockapella, or I'm not watching it. <laughs> damn straight i guess we'll have to see about that <laughs> so carmen san diego uh coming to netflix right did it say when that's a good question i don't believe it does just the 20 episodes are ordered no so there you go 20 episodes of carmen san diego uh animated entertaining and educational there you go that's what carmen san diego truly truly is um Karen, let, let's 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 cover these next next couple because I was curious as how you feel about this this uh-huh. revelation. Um, I, it's all over the internet. Uh, we are specifically highlighting the sun.com and it has been revealed that Chris Marshall will be taking over for Peter Capaldi next season. Apparently, is that officially officially confirmed? I didn't oh, do a yeah. lot of digging into it, but oh yeah, this is. I wouldn't have posted this up if I hadn't seen it everywhere. So I don't. I... And a shout out to a past guest of the show, Jesse J. Payne Larita, for bringing this to my attention because this happened over Easter weekend, and so uh, I didn't. I, I was not the first in my circle to see this. I'm ashamed to say. Like that picture that is attached to this article that we posted is like a really bad Photoshop. The head is not even the right size. You th- yeah, I, that it. I it's, that was throwing me off. <laughs> like, does he really look like that? It's just something. Like that's his head, but his there's neck. like a straight line where the Photoshop ends. <laughs> Well, now I'm annoyed because I could swear when I read this, it felt official. And now I'm seeing like BBC has denied the claims. Oh. Yeah. When I was reading this earlier, that's what that, that's what kind of threw me off. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was true and they're just not ready to make the announcement yet. And this is some kind of leak. This is a really but uh, the first time I, I read this article earlier and, you know, I looked at that picture. and I was like, well, that ain't fucking real. And uh and then I read that bit that BBC had, it was denying claims, but yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Maybe we just, you know, stuck our foot's feet in our mouths for that one. But I don't even know who I that guy s- is. So, um, <laughs> means have you ever seen right the movie? Have you ever seen the movie Love Actually? Yes. Okay. Uh, here comes Colin Frissel, and he's got a big knob. <laughs> That's who that is. Okay. <laughs> he's the guy that goes to America to get laid because he's got a cute British accent. <laughs> wow. Okay. And now he's the fucking doctor. 
So I guess I have to phrase it this way. If this is true, like, what the fuck? So, But, like, I'm not going to just, you know, dismiss it out of hand. I'm just a little skeptical, I guess. Okay. Well. But now now I'm annoyed and slightly embarrassed to know that this is just a rumor and not actual news. Yeah, because I think... I think the sun is like the Inquisitor, isn't it? <laughs> right, but I had seen other sources online okay. saying it as well. All right. That's why. Oh, God. Well, all right. Whatever. Let's just move on to the next one because I feel like this one is very true. Um, this one is because it comes from the this, OED itself. This, this comes from OxfordDictionaries.com. And apparently, the, the, apparently we've used the phrase sonic screwdriver enough to get it installed into the Oxford English Dictionary. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I was actually, as you read it, it's, it explains, you know, the theory behind what the dictionary does. And, you know, it takes commonly used phrases or words or slang. And, you know, once it hits a certain age, they, it, you know, it gets installed into this, this big old book. Um, but I like in the, I guess it's the uh, uh, screen cap of the definition. Uh, the definition for sonic screwdriver is noun, chiefly science fiction, a handheld electronic device which uses sound waves to perform various mechanical and technical functions. Um, in 1968... Doctor, this is, I don't know what the point of this is. It's um, from Doctor Who, Fury from the Deep, transcript of a TV program. 16th of March, it will not budge. Oh, well, we have to use this. It's a sonic screwdriver. Never fails. That's where we are. Neat, isn't it? All done by sound waves. That's in the Oxford English Dictionary, people. That's yeah, how. I think that's the first uh, <laughs> appearance of the sonic screwdriver. Um, and this is not the first Doctor Who term oh, no. to be in the OED. There's also TARDIS, Dalek, and Cyberman. Which... I see, but like, uh, TARDIS is an acronym. Well, there are other acronyms in the dictionary. Are there? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> It's fun. I think it's very cool. I like it when shit like that happens. Uh, all right. <laughs> did you post this this Stranger Things, Chris? <laughs> I did. All right, because it made me laugh. Uh, freaking great. <laughs> so it was cute. Mysteries of Science Theater, Chris. How are you enjoying it? Um, so far so good. Okay, good. Um, apparently we're we'll post a link up to this this. I don't know. I think it was like two and a half minutes, maybe. It's a video of uh, Stranger Things, the beginning of Stranger Things being Mystery Science Theatered. I thought they did a pretty good job. <laughs> it made me laugh a couple of times. Although they did too, I'm kind of sad that that's the only one that they did. Like, I was hoping, I'm kind of hoping that uh, Netflix cranks out a couple of them because <laughs> that would be kind of great. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it's, it's, I, 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 I don't know. I really liked Mr. Science Theater, but for some reason, 
I couldn't make it through the first episode because the movie was so bad. <laughs> and I and and as I was always wa- better in a crowd setting. Yeah, I remember out, that but, uh, as I was watching it, I'm like, these are no fun when you're watching it by yourself because you try to concentrate on the movie, and you shouldn't be because the movies are always really bad. That movie was that was a brutally bad movie. I, they could not have picked a better one to start with. Oh. There was the, it, like, jumping right geez. into the fucking deep end. It was it was it was rough, but I'm gonna give it another try. I liked the way the cast played off of each other. I thought they did. I thought they, you know, they're 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 doing it right. You know, not there. We we just watched episode two last night, okay. and that's uh, one of my chief complaints about the 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 first episode was that they they seemed like they were rushing through things. They didn't really have the rhythm down. That evened out a lot in the second episode. Okay. Uh, the riffs felt a lot more natural. Cool. And I don't know, man. That second movie is... I, it's really quite something. It's at least as bad as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of bad, but it's... It's at least as bad. Wow. It's a different bad. It's at least as bad. <laughs> wow, man. That was tough. And I have to say that when I was watching the second episode, I kind of nodded off for a little bit, which is like the highest praise that I could possibly give mystery science theater, because that means that this new crew has it so right that it is still the most calming thing in the world to me. <laughs> so I remember, I recall that about, about you, You're, that, that is your night quill. Um, that is my night quill. <laughs> All right. So when Chris, when you posted this next one, how long did you actually watch the video for? <sighs> I think I went for, Jeez, minute and a half, two minutes, something like wow. that. I didn't time myself. Wow, because I made it through one as soon as it resets, I was done. Apparently, oh really? Yeah, I can keep that. I can keep that shit going a while. Yeah, not all the way, but <laughs> um, apparently, an Australian TV station I love this so much <laughs> looped a Simpsons quote for nearly four hours. And it is like dental plan. Lisa needs braces. That's dental plan. It's just Homer coming to the realization that there was a bad idea. Um, why, why, why did this happen? I mean, it's it's you know when you watch that episode, it goes on for a while, you know, because he's and then he gets interrupted and then he goes right back to it. It's. It's the joke that he's sitting there contemplating those two voices back and forth, and it's just genius. I mean, why do people make ten-hour versions of things on YouTube? That's like true. just because? Because I think ten hours is the limit of how long a video can be on YouTube. I'm sure they would make longer things yeah. if <laughs> they could. I mean, if there's a ten-hour version of Neon Cat on YouTube, like four hours of this is nothing. <laughs> um. So yeah, check it out. It, it 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 was interesting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's like one of my favorite episodes ever to be on The Simpsons, and I love that some TV station had the sheer lunacy and appreciation for the lunacy that is The Simpsons to try and do that just as long as they could. It was great. Uh, all right, Supergirl. This one up from uh, Deadline dot com. Uh, Calista Flockhart's coming back for the end of season uh-huh. two. Uh, I didn't realize that she left because they started filming in Canada. 
Yep. I did not oh, know is that. Is that it? Yeah. I thought that I thought it was because they couldn't afford her. <laughs> Apparently she is, you know, stringent about what what roles she takes and she wants to be in Los Angeles to be with her family and that's good on them. But she has to be nearby when Harrison crashes his plane. <laughs> yeah. Um so she is coming back for a couple of episodes. Uh, is it episodes or is it just the final episode? It's a two-part two season, finale. season finale. So yeah, there you go. I always I liked her character. I thought it was she really grew on me in the first season. But then like the way they've they really did a good job of building the show around her not being there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, with yeah, the exception and of the fact that like James taking her job still doesn't make sense. A, like a sense, and I still don't like I just don't care about Catco anymore. But yeah, I it's mean fun. and. Um, brain is dying because I can't think of the girl's name. The main character, Supergirl, Kara. <laughs> just yeah, hi. <laughs> My brain's broken. Uh, Kara just got fired from Catco, yeah. so like, it's nice that she's coming back, but like, what the hell and why? Well, probably I, to reset I mean, everything, and you know. I just show up and like just point out how useless James is. <laughs> like you, eye candy. The hell are you doing here? You're useless. So I, I thought... I'm a superhero that gets thrown into walls all the time. That's pretty useful, right? <laughs> no. Uh, I saw a lot of people being very excited that she's coming back, and you know I liked Cat Grant, but I wasn't that sad that she left. Mm. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's that awesome. Like it's. It's fine that she's going to come back, but I'm not like, woohoo, throw a party, Cat Grant. You haven't missed her terribly. So. In this article, one of, I, I don't know if it, re, if I didn't, if it didn't refresh or whatnot, but as, I, as I'm reading it, there are only four comments. And the first comment on there just, it really didn't make sense to me. I don't know where this woman, I'm assuming it's a woman, this person is, is, getting her ideas from my opinion of the show is that it is a it's a very strong female cast like every character in the show is a strong female character not everyone most of them and this woman makes claims that you know it's male driven and i i don't i don't see that karen when how do you feel about that seeing as you know when we first as a token woman, no, no, no. When we first start, when you first started watching this show, it was weak, and then the characters grew, and right. I, and you said you you made comment about that. How is mm-hmm. how is it now? I think it's fine. I think there's a lot of great female characters on the show, and I have no idea what this commenter is talking about either. Okay, uh, it seems to me that she, she I, I don't know. It's. It seems like the opinion of someone who doesn't want there to be any men, or the men to have any importance. Mm. But you know, that's not that's not real feminism. No. Uh, like true equality is not when one is better than the other. It's when they're both friggin' equal. <laughs> that's right there uh, in the I title. And I think they really uh, have have struck that balance. They, they, they've come really, really close if not leaning more on the strong female side. Yeah, I'm sure this person is pissed off because Supergirl has a boyfriend and, like, 
I think there are people out there that just think that, oh, well, that means if she has a romantic interest to a man, then, you know, she's not a really strong, independent woman. And I, I haven't seen that at all in the writing. I think she's been very, you know, very uh, putting herself first. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, check out this segue. Speaking of strong, independent women. Hmm. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, you get out of my house, too. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer for the final season of Orphan Black has released. It came out, I don't even know, a couple of days ago, maybe. I just caught it today. Um, I keep forgetting how good this show is. Oh my god, it's so good! This I cannot wait. This trailer highlights how good of an actress she is. I mean, I, I I'm slightly upset that it is ending, but I feel like they're going to wrap it up properly. Not, yeah, I'd know. rather have a planned ending than, you know, either an abbreviated ending or one that goes on forever. I agree with that. Um, I'm also going to tag on the, a trailer for that's the in the in our show notes. There's a link at the very bottom uh, that doesn't have an image. It is the trailer for the new Krypton show coming on. I think it was Sci-Fi. I I watched What could possibly go wrong? I watched it I <laughs> think one and a half times and it's not it's about Superman's and I would assume Supergirl's grandparents. Hmm. So it's not the f- the generation before, it's the generation before that. And it seems very dark and actiony and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just wish Superman was, was happier. And the whole Superman... I wish it was more like Supergirl. I wish... Because that, that universe, yes, they deal with pretty heavy shit. But it's still lighter than like the, the dismal death and destruction that has been Batman and Superman as of late. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just... I liked the Superman and Supergirl. He was he was charming. He was He's coming back too. Good. I like that idea. It's a good idea. Um so I'll I'll throw the link in there in the show notes or Chris will or one of us will. I don't know who's making the page this time. Um form your own opinion. On who's writing the pages? <laughs> yes, on who's form your own opinion on who's making the posts. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> All right, and finally, I think this clears up the little confusion that we had last week talking about uh, uh, Manu. Is it Manu? Mm -hmm. Manu Bennett coming back as Deathstroke. He is coming back as Deathstroke. This is from ScreenRant.com. We're not sure why he was arguing the fact but like everybody has confirmed it so and he's in Canada shooting so he's coming back what i found interesting is that it within this article they talk about the fact that um i don't know what the uh what not wally what's his name art ollie ollie woof 
Ali was stranded for five years, okay? And each year that he's been back and has been has has had his own television show, the flashbacks have been one of the years that he was stranded. So, mm-hmm. at the end of season five, the flashbacks should marry up to the beginning of season one, theoretically. So, if the show continues, there is virtually no possible way for them to do flashbacks anymore. No, I already said there's not going to be flashbacks going forward. Uh, this last season. Yeah, of it. they said that at the beginning of this season. He is retiring the flashback wig. Thank Praise Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) What's interesting to me is that this article says the the Arrow producer confirms that fans will hear the voice of Bennett on the show. Right, because... Oh, man. They're going to use pre-recorded clips and a dude in a mask. (laughs) I mean... They're just going to take bits of his speeches from older episodes, and he's never going to take the mask off, and I'm going to vomit. I, I I think that's just in reference to the last time he showed up where he didn't speak, and it wasn't him, and it was a stunt dude. In that, you know, they're in that magical, mystical realm where everything was pseudo-perfect. Yeah, no, I remember that, but I also remember this dude left the show on bad terms. Did he? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't recall that. I just remember them getting rid of him. So... Yeah, he did not like. Uh, he did not like where that character went. Uh, well, I, we'll see. Yet again, I mean, I guess we'll hear his voice. He's, he's reprising his role. Maybe he won't get in the costume. Oh, just be straight fucking forward. I'm tired. Chris, hey, wrap this shit up, please. <laughs> You got it, buddy. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Actually, back to you, Chris, because it is your turn. It is my turn. What are we watching, sir? Uh, well, uh, this probably shouldn't come as a shock to, to anyone on the planet, but we're going to watch some Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> uh, because it's my favorite show ever, and I'm really happy there's a new season, and I'll just take an excuse I can get to watch another episode this week. So uh, we're going to be doing the next episode that I haven't seen yet, which is Season 11, Episode 3. Uh, if you look this up on IMDb, they count this as Season 12. Uh, because they're counting the KTMA episodes as season one, which is not really true. True, uh, <laughs> it's not true. Like when you watch the the new episodes, they say that it's season eleven. Like they say what episode number they are in the episodes. So season eleven, episode three, the time travelers. So time. I'm excited. All right, very good. Uh, now, do I have to watch episode two to fully enjoy episode three? 
I don't think there's a real through line here that you need to follow, but uh, I still recommend watching episode two because it was funny as heck. Uh, Sasquatch humor. <laughs> you gotta love Sasquatch humor. All right, very good. Thank you so much. Um, that's all I got from all of us here at this week's episode. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Doctor, what? Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.